0: Greetings and welcome to this Power for Positive Living podcast. My name is James Huey and I am your host for this podcast series, offering openness and caring through the gifts of listening hospitality. I invite you to join me as we explore diverse topics for enriching the quality of your life. Power for Positive Living and Friendship. If you and I use the concepts of wellness psychology in deciding how to live this gift of life, one of the foundation beliefs is the power you and I have in making personal decisions. The verb to choose is often considered the basis on which we decide our own life path. Accepting this concept of personal choice as a foundation for our life journey is usually just a beginning. The actual life path that you and I choose for ourselves is individualistic in nature. There is no one way which fits all people. The process of choosing is personal to the way we have been taught, what we have learned from others, and from our own life experiences. No one's life path is the very same as that taken by other people. Each of us has a very unique path to live. What we learned from previous days on how to make choices is very special to us as the individuals we are. Have you taken the time and invested the energy to learn more about your own or personal style in making life decisions? Have you structured your decision making to operate mostly on a habitual style? Do you find that the effort to make life choices tends to be energizing or draining? Does most of the input for your life choice decision making tend to come from your own experiences? Or do you tend to rely more heavily on input from other sources, such as family, friends, or society authority figures? Like many of the questions that wellness psychology encourages us to ask ourselves with the process of introspection, these are questions which tend to take lots of time and energy to find healthy answers that uniquely fit us. Like much of life, what we decide on one stage does not necessarily fit as well as we move onward to a new life stage. Wellness psychology reminds us that life change is constant. In some way, this hour is different from a previous hour. This day is different from a previous day. And this year is different from a previous year. Since life is constantly changing, you and I are also given the personal power to manage this series of life changes with the power of the verb to choose. Our managing of life changes with healthy choices that are unique for us will go a long way to determine the characteristics of our own life journey. There are many choices available to us in choosing a healthy and positive lifestyle. As we age, one major series of choices comes to the forefront. Spending some time with focus on this example can assist us with this choice process as well as offering possibilities for other life choices. As a senior citizen, I find myself confronting new choices on how to find a positive balance between physical health and mental health. Life as a senior is significantly different than when I was an adolescent or even when I was a young adult. My choice processes also tend to be different now than when I was a younger person. One way many of us tend to frame our choice options is to structure it into a binary format. In this specific example, do I tend to see the importance of a choice supporting my physical health as more or less important than choices supporting my mental health. While my life choices in this area were just as important during my younger years as they are now, I did not tend to see it that way or even understand the importance of my choices. In the ways of youth, I once at a time thought life just happened. I did not fully understand that all choices do have consequences. This concept of consequences is now often mentioned as a part of my own individual life journey. This third C of living now joins the two previous C's of change and choice as options I have selected to influence my life journey. After decades of living, I have learned that much of what does or does not happen is a result of what I choose. Not everything in my life is a result of my choices, just many things, and often more than I was aware of years ago. We humans often tend to state our life choices in a binary format. It tends to be easier when our choices are labeled as either or, good, bad, right, wrong. Since few of us tend to have a goal of making our life more difficult to live, The appeal of a binary format in choosing options has a very strong, even though simplistic, appeal. Choosing between two options can often be easier rather than multiple choices that a continuum format offers. Multiple options like the concept of degrees often gives us more choice along with increased difficulty in selection. An example that can eliminate the difficulty in making the choices can be the recent virus pandemic. For most people, this was an entirely new living experience. I know that although I have lived for many decades, I have never had a similar experience for this length of time. I faced options that were new for me and my catalog of previous life resources were in short supply for the current choices I was being asked to make. I faced new choices and in some cases needed to find some new ways of managing this life change. Yes, living for many years provided lots of experience in problem solving, but new options were offered for this pandemic period since the major problem in life had also changed. The options were different for me to choose, but I as a human individual, had grown differently. I had grown older, and many of the resources available to me to make choices when I was younger, they were different now than when I was an adolescent or even as a young adult. Using the binary structure, I found many of my options were framed to being positive or negative for my physical health. I found the same for options with my mental health. They were often labeled as either being good or bad, right or wrong, healthy or unhealthy. With this binary format, it would seem that some feelings, thought, attitude, or behavior would be a positive for maintaining my physical health while posing a possible negative outcome for my mental health. The same thing happened in reverse when I saw a positive mental health option and realized that it could result in a negative for my physical health. A pandemic creates strong feelings of being isolated and being alone. To enhance our physical health, we were encouraged to maintain isolation at home. If we were to choose a physical situation where possible interaction or contact with another human could take place, an additional requirement such as physical distancing or wearing a mask were recommended. My society was relatively clear what was best for humankind overall. I was to decide and choose what was best for me as an individual with lots of rules and shoulds offered by society. If I was to be a loyal and caring part of my society, then the belief was that I should follow the dictates of others even when my own processing might reach the very same or a very different conclusion. Me, as an individual, Includes the emotional and mental aspects of thinking, feeling, and behaving. My physical self does not operate in a vacuum. It is affected by the decisions made in my emotional self to maintain my personal mental health. During the same pandemic when I was told to stay home and isolate myself, my emotional components were reminding me that I was still an emotional human being. Having someone tell me that a certain option was for my own good or for the greater good, even when I might agree, did not remove the human needs that I still possessed. What was my emotional choice going to be when it complemented my physical health choices? There would tend to be lots of compatibility and little inner conflict. Choosing was much easier when physical and mental health choices were compatible. My emotional self was reminded me that as a human, I had thrived on active interaction with other people for my entire life journey. The degree of interaction had varying degrees, depending on the persons involved and my individual needs. But overall, my need to interact with other humans is, has been, and probably will continue to be high. One degree of closeness to other humans might be determined by my decisions on relating with family and friends. I could choose a different degree with fellow volunteers at the senior center or at the hospital where I volunteer. Another different type of interaction could occur when I visited dining restaurants or participated with other group activities such as travel. After spending a life path of actively interacting with others to various degrees, I realized it certainly was difficult for me as a human being to go cold turkey with a complete withdrawal of human interaction. I believe we are basically social animals and we need the presence and contact with other humans to maintain our mental health. I know I need the presence and contact of other humans if I am going to see myself as a mentally healthy person. How much of that contact requires in-person presence can certainly vary with the individual, but it is a high need within this individual. Modern technology using visual phone and computer interactions can be helpful. For many, it is not satisfactory in meeting the human need to be touched that only an in-person encounter can provide. What choices do you and I make when the needs of being physically healthy and also remaining emotionally healthy seem to be in conflict? To find what works for us is usually not an easy path. Fortunately, we have the opportunity to continue the process of introspection and self-learning that we hopefully have practiced for much of our adult life. Wellness psychology will encourage and support selecting the path that works best for us. Almost any choice will require that you and I pay some type of price for what we do. That price can be financial, physical, emotional, social, spiritual, or more likely some combination of all of these characteristics. Many people spend their lives looking for a free price tag. Even with the experience of seldom finding one, they still tend to keep looking, since free is the price that many people choose to seek first. These persons operate with the guideline that free is best. Life teaches us that seldom do we experience a life choice that comes entirely free. We recall that our power to choose comes with the outcome of a consequence or price. We can better understand that much of our decision-making for our choices is truly about our ability and willingness to pay the necessary price. Please recall that one's ability to pay the asked for price is different than one's willingness to pay. It is also helpful to recall the reverse, that one's willingness to pay a price is different than one's ability to pay the asked for price. Continuing to use the pandemic experience as an example, we humans usually try to find some way for us to do what we want to do and find a price that we are able and one that we are willing to pay for our choice. Most of us do not want to change what we have been doing before today. Usually the consequences appear unattractive to us for some reason, or we probably would have considered changing our feelings, thoughts, and behaviors before the pandemic. How do we manage to reconcile the choices we have for our physical and mental health when often they appear in contradiction to each other? We may try to pick what we want to do and then seek some outcomes that justify our choices. We can use mental defenses like rationalization, anxiety, denial, etc. in our efforts to find an affordable price, a price that we are able and willing to pay. We can even choose to participate in a culture war to find someone to blame for the current situation. Blaming others can be an attractive way to avoid personal responsibility and having to choose the price we pay for making a choice. We can choose to take the path of our choices by ourselves. We can also choose to take the path that others have chosen for themselves and make it ours. We can use introspective processes to sort options and then reach a personal decision. We may talk it out with a friend or family member. We may engage in fantasy and pretend that we are not really making a choice with consequences. The list of options for what we can choose to live our life is virtually endless. Wellness psychology will encourage us to find our own personal path in the making of difficult choices. We shall be reminded that there really is no one way that fits everybody. You and I are responsible for the path we choose for ourselves. As humans, we have the personal power to choose the options that fit us. We retain the decision-making power to decide on the price we are willing and able to pay for the consequences of the choices we make. Choosing to live life is not free. Hopefully, we select the process of maturity in selecting truth for ourselves. In finding this personal truth, we find ourselves choosing a path that allows us a healthy balance in making difficult life choices. Whether we are choosing options for our physical or our emotional needs, the healthy human tends to be one that allows a balance of choices between his or her individual needs regardless of the difficulty for implementation. This is your friend and host, James Huey. I thank you for listening to me on these podcasts as I've shared viewpoints from my own experiences with wellness psychology. These are my gifts to you, my listeners. Please join me next time as we continue to explore diverse topics to enrich the quality of your life. Also, feel free to re-listen to other podcasts in this series, which are now posted on our website at PF. As your friend and host, I always encourage you to value and nurture yourself as the unique human individual that I believe you are. Until next we meet, I remain committed to power for positive living and friendship. Good day.